Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. This week I'm not joined by Tara, I'm joined by uh, husky voiced Tara. Hello. <laughs> because she has, <laughs> she has run herself down and she's not feeling all that great and so she's got a bit of a croaky voice. So uh, the reason why she's run herself down and we did tell you about this already is that she's moving overseas very soon. And this episode is dedicated to me finding out how on earth she manages that or not manages <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you can cast your mind back a couple of weeks when Beck said, oh, you just manage this process with such ease or something like that. And I was <laughs> like, I'm going to blow the lid off that. And my voice today is proof that uh, it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And so the funny part is we were going to record this a couple of days ago and I just got a head cold and I've been tested. So it is just a head cold. And I was like, oh no, I sound so nasal. And so we postponed it to today. And now I'm like, oh gosh, this is even worse. um, And it's, it's not, it's fine. It's really just, it's, it's not uncommon for me to get sick before moving. I think because, Mm all of the stuff that I normally prioritize like exercise and sleep and nutritious food kind of go out the window because I'm kind of head down, bum up, focused on getting stuff done. So all the stuff that keeps me pretty healthy is like so far down the list. Ignored. (laughs) Um, But then Uh, the nice part about this one, and I shouldn't say it's nice because it's, you know, it's probably people would think it's awful, but we've got to quarantine or isolate for two weeks when we get to the US. And people mm. have said to me, oh gosh, that's going to be tedious. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to catch up on all <laughs> the rest yeah. and um, exercise that I haven't been doing for the last month. Yeah. So. And, and this is the thing, like, is this the shortest notice move you've had to do? Yeah, it is the shortest and the longest in terms of... Well, yeah, yeah. the longest in that you kind of knew it was coming but you didn't get the final say-so until like right at almost at the last minute. Yeah, so we yeah. we said yes to this posting. So we're moving from Canberra in Australia to um, Annapolis, which is on the east coast of the US, just like half an hour or so from Washington, D.C. And we said yes to that posting December last year so almost 12 months ago. And then when COVID hit, it kind of all got turned off and we thought it would be turned off probably forever. So we had our head in the game of staying and that we wouldn't go. And then five weeks ago, they said, you're on and you're flying out in seven weeks. So we will be this time in two weeks, we'll be uh, on a plane. Mm-hmm. I'll have my eye mask ah. on. My champagne in hand, well, maybe not, maybe not those two things at the same time, else I'll spill. But um, yeah, I'm actually really, at this point now, there's still lots of farewells and the last minute stuff, but I'm actually quite looking forward to just going. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that you finally get to stop, don't you? Yeah. Like, that's the thing at the moment that you don't get a chance to do is to stop at all. And um, so that will give you that chance to stop. Mm. And, then, and then you'll have quarantine after that, which is more stopping. Yeah. And then you'll have to go, go, go again, um, setting up house. Yeah. 
So that yeah. will be the little, like the eye of the storm, that little two mm. weeks over there. But um, that's okay. I think that will be good because we'll recharge a bit and then try and hit the ground yeah. running once we come out of that to get set up. So, yeah. Yeah. And it will be good. It's good timing, I suppose, because it's holidays. So the kids won't need to worry about school very quickly like it's not like you're rushing to get them in at the start of the school year or anything like that no but so they will they'll start school the first week of january so Mm -hmm. they've got a bit of they'll have the month off which will be nice for them nice for all of us really yeah and i suppose nice for them to get a little bit off because normally they'd be getting six weeks off Mm. here in australia because they haven't had their big break like in america the americans have so um they're going to sort of miss out on that really long break so they'll have most of it at least yeah so Mm. what do you want to know Beck? what what oh gosh there's just so much to this okay so I I don't know if anyone heard me say this on the last when we sort of briefly discussed this but the last time I moved house (laughs) I moved um probably 15 to 20 minutes away and I moved I was 21 and I had or 22 maybe and everything I owned pretty much apart from my mattress because I didn't even have a bed I was just sleeping on a mattress on the floor (laughs) everything I owned fit in my car and so I didn't like I barely moved I just moved into Mix House which was already established and I brought my mattress which was newer than his mattress so that was probably the only thing I brought and I just and my clothes and my and like one little um little file of paperwork and I think some CDs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and maybe my Walkman or my Discman or whatever it was back then. I think that's like all I brought with me. So uh, I haven't experienced a big move. I mean, we move hundreds of people, you know, we've like we mix moved, I don't know, 85 people into one retirement village alone. So like that's just one retirement. So he's like move, we're moving people all the time. But I haven't moved, you know, and there were a couple of moves before that, but they were small moves as well with I don't know, hiring a trailer at the most. And so I haven't, and moving, I moved town. So I moved, the first move was I moved a whole state away. And then after that, I've just moved suburbs. And that's pretty much all I've done like two or three times. So for you to have this huge move, I'm like, what do you have to do? And there's so many questions. So I I guess like the first one is like you're moving, there's a difference between moving overseas and staying in the same country so we'll get um, maybe I'll ask you those questions later but just moving in general um you know what is it that you've had to think about like because you do this all the time so you've probably got have you got a checklist that's a good question have you got a checklist um yes and no I have I do live by lists and I live by lists generally in life anyway like my Mm. to-do lists and stuff like that but it is on another level when it comes to moving. So the defence, because our moves are all with the military, they have people that kind of prompt you at different points. So we've got um, two teams working with us here. We have one in Melbourne who helps us organise some of the logistical stuff here, like the removalists coming, what days they're coming, the pre-removal inspections and that kind of stuff. And then we've got a team um, in the US at the embassy who are helping us with stuff like finding a house over there and um, filling out some of our paperwork, like customs forms and that kind of thing. So um, 
I feel like we have a little bit of a safety net. I can't fathom doing it on my own. It's mm. nice to have someone at the other end of a phone to call and say, I don't, I don't understand this form or like, yeah, um, whatever. There are companies that will do that for people though, aren't there? Like if you weren't with the military, there's, yeah. because I know, I think I know a woman in Adelaide who does that for people moving from overseas to Adelaide and she helps them with that kind of stuff at this end. And so, yeah, I think there would be definitely private companies that do that, but yeah, it would be hard without it. Yeah. And so for us, we created this time, um, I created a master checklist, which is on drive. So Ryan and I and the kids and my dad and whoever else needed to see it um, could access it. And every time we think of something else that has to be done, I add it to the list and then it is colour coded by name. So if it's oh, yeah. um, if there's a form that Ryan's got to fill out to do with his work over there, uh, we'll put it on the list. It's colour coded red for him. And then at the end, and then we've got a column with next steps. So there's some things like selling our cars, which on the list just say sell car. Sell car. (laughs) Which I look at that and go, oh my gosh, that's where do I even start? So then um, I will break it down. The next steps thing, I will update that regularly. So it might be like um, get evaluation will be the next step. And then once that's done, I delete that and put in, you know, list on websites and then. Oh, yep delete that and say, you know, get it detailed or whatever the part of the process is. And then there's a checkbox at the end and I spent far too long designing this, but so when you tick the checkbox, the whole item, like so the checkbox turns from red to green and then the whole item crosses itself out. So it stays there but it puts a line through it so it gives you that same satisfaction of crossing things out. But it's funny because there's huge stuff on there and then there's really tedious things like, um, clean out the fridge <laughs> and um, because there's and I think the thing is having that master list whenever I have a moment and I think oh gosh I don't know what to do next there's so many moving parts I will look at the checklist and go okay what's what what is still to be what done can I do and then if yeah. there's time frames attached to any of these things like our customs forms had to be in early um, things like organizing at a, a property manager to take over the house and you know have the house in a state ready for viewings for potential tenants and all of that I'll put dates aside into that so I know I've you know I can then sort them in priority order um, so I think that master list kind of keeps me sane because I was and one of the reasons I haven't been sleeping well and look I sleep like a dream like <laughs> eight to ten hours most nights without uh, a wake up at all but the last month has been crazy so quite often I will be up at two o'clock in the morning because I've thought there's um, something I haven't done or there's something I need to add and I will get up and I'll add it to the list I'll assign it and then I can go back to bed and go back to sleep because it's kind of off my mind um, yeah. but yeah so that's that's the key and then being just highly highly organized like you're not just thinking a day ahead it's like weeks ahead um, mm. and working backwards. So yeah, it's, it's, it's full on. And there's, I find, I found it a lot harder this time. I think even just the kids age, when we moved to the UK, they were two and almost four. 
And it was like we told them that we were moving and that didn't really mean anything to them and then Mm. got them to pack a few teddies and a couple of things that they wanted to take. But they kind of just went with the flow. This time the kids are a bit more demanding and and it's it's fine. It's just trying to keep them motivated and engaged through the process. So while we've been looking for a house over there, we try and get them to look with us because we don't want to just say, well, this is our new house. We try and... yeah have them yeah. involved and now they've you know been having lots of last sleepovers and next weekend they've got a farewell party and because Sienna will miss her year six graduation so to um. make that up to her I said we'll have a farewell party but it's all these extra things where last time it was just like yep the kids will just be wherever we are yeah. they'll just follow <laughs> behind us this time yeah it's like another layer trying to keep them involved yeah, and to keep them excited and enthusiastic about it because you don't want them to be stressed themselves either. Mm. You don't want them to be anxious and, and upset. So you sort of got to keep them up and keep yourself up at the same time. Yeah, but that's, I suppose that's the, that is the challenge. And they are at that age where they are exerting their independence. And, you know, so like you said, you can't just say to them, you know, do what we say and follow yeah because that just doesn't go with tweens (laughs) the thing that I find hilarious so the way it works um for our move is we are assigned well it's not we're not even really assigned space we're allowed to take some stuff but the majority I would say 90% of our stuff will stay in Australia in storage so Mm. we take enough like linen kitchen stuff clothing and then a few extras so we're like we'll take our bikes we'll take our favorite board games and stuff like that but that's about it and then when we get over there we will rent furniture um for the house and it's funny because I said to the kids a few weeks ago so you guys need to tell me what exactly you would like to you know take from your rooms and bear in mind it's a you know it's a new room it's a new location it'll be a new school so have having some familiar stuff might make you feel good and I don't know if I've gone too hard on the decluttering and letting go (laughs) because my youngest was like I just want my clothes and one teddy and that's it that's all she wants to take she's like I'm happy to start fresh and my oldest has said pretty much the same thing um but she wanted a couple of her books that she's bought that she's not read and um one picture off of her wall and that was it. So they've got hardly anything and they're really excited about just buying new bed linen and redecorating mm. a new space and all of that. And because I said to them, look, if you, if you want to change up, we'll do it. We'll do it when you get there. You know, we won't, I don't want to cart all your old stuff and then you get there and decide you want something different. You want anyway. to change. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and because the bed sizing is different over there. A lot of oh, their bedding and stuff yeah. wouldn't fit anyway. And now they're both insisting on double beds, which, you know, <laughs> I said maybe if they... If it depends on the size of the room, I yeah. suppose. So that's really good. So it's nice that they're not attached because I remember when they were littler and it was like, can you just pick a few of your teddies and a few of your dolls to come? And it was like heartbreaking watching them. It was like <laughs> Sophie's choice. They need to, uh, you know, yeah. choose their favourite child. But this time they're so like, it's cool. This can all. And, and then the other thing I was like, and think about if you don't love it enough to take with you, is it even worth putting in storage here then? 
because mm. you'll come back and you'll be three years or two years older, depending how long we're there. And if you don't love it that much now, how will you feel about it when you've lived without it for two years? So that kind of sparked this whole decluttering movement. And now my kids look like full minimalists. Their rooms are so empty, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it was really surprising. I thought that would be harder. And yeah. I guess with Ryan and I, we've, we've packed clothes and some kitchen stuff, but you know, we're not taking over pictures. We're not taking over sentimental items. All of that stuff stays. Okay. Yeah. So all of your memorabilia, all of your personal stuff, all your decorate, decorative and all that kind of stuff, that's all going to storage. Yep. The only kind of, I guess, slightly sentimental stuff we're taking, I've got one small box of Christmas stuff. So like our Christmas stockings, and our advent calendar and a few things that come out at Christmas, like a tiny little box of Christmas decorations. So we've got something, especially because we'll only get into our house a couple of weeks or not even mm. before Christmas, 10 days maybe. Um, yeah, and you do not want to be shopping for Christmas decorations it, just before Christmas. No. You don't want to be going anywhere near the shops before Christmas. No. So um, enough to make it our place feel a little bit Christmassy for this year. Yeah. And then, um, and then we'll start again next year oh yeah that's a bit exciting mm. you'll be shopping for christmas stuff in january the problem right? is this is what ryan <laughs> said he said do you remember when you did this in the uk because we took no christmas stuff there and then i went berserk and, <laughs> and brought all of that home so now that's why my house looks like santa's workshop in december because <laughs> i have two houses full of christmas stuff um and he's like are we gonna are we gonna add a third lot to this I'm like possibly um that's okay uh, I'm okay with that that's fine yeah that's, yeah exactly yeah that's your thing you're Ooh. there's nothing wrong with that for you so when you did your when you have done this decluttering have you found it difficult to decide what to, to take or leave or have you found it relatively easy you know I used to struggle mm. with the whole moving thing to start with just because you kind of it's a this unique situation where you get your hands on every item in your house and usually not in the packing because the people pack that for you. But when you unpack and have to find a new home for everything, you realize how much excess you have. And that used to really bug me. And then, so I used to kind of go through the house before we moved and ask myself if I could be bothered finding a new house for something at the new place. And that was a really nice way of thinking about it. This time we've got a, our stuff goes over air freight. So it's there when we arrive, but when it, when we come back, whatever we've taken with us, will come back via sea. So it takes three months. So uh, we have to leave enough yep. stuff home to survive for three months. So it's kind of, I split my linen cupboard in half. I, you know, I split my kitchen in half. I take half of our glassware and leave half home, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know what? I don't find it hard to decide what to take and what to leave because I kind of only own my favorite things now. So I think last time when we went to the UK, I found it hard because I had good stuff and I had bad, not bad stuff, but you know, you had your special occasion items and then yeah, all your other and stuff. And your everyday stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I took my everyday stuff to the UK with the idea that we would use it and then get rid of it there. Yeah. So and you not didn't bring, have it, to bring home. it home. Yeah. But then I was living with 
a dinner set that I really didn't like. There was, it was the wine glasses that I felt the top was too small to get my whole face into it when I'm <laughs> trying to drink my wine. You know, so the, th- the things that weren't really good enough that I didn't really like, it made me question why I had them at in all. In the first place, yeah. So a lot of that stuff I replaced in the UK, brought home and then kind of reassessed and only kept my favourite things. So this time it's much easier because I've just split everything almost in two. And everything you have are your favourite things already. Yeah. So you haven't really needed to do much decluttering. It's more just deciding what's going with you and what's not, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And there's this essay um, by Joshua Fields Milburn, which is, it's pretty harsh, but it's called Walk Away and I'll pop a link to it in the show notes. And he, ta- I read this years ago and he talks about not owning anything that you're not prepared to walk away from, like getting yourself to a place with your possessions where you're okay to walk away from all of it. Yeah. And he, he seems to take it to a hardcore level, which I am not at that point, but I do feel very comfortable walking away from all the stuff I'm leaving home. Anything that is completely irreplaceable, which I'm really only thinking of the christening gown that's been in my family for years, Mm. that's at my cousin's house. So if our storage container fell off the back of a truck or burst into flames or got lost, I I won't be devastated. It would be inconvenient. Mm. But... You'd be disappointed and dismayed, but you wouldn't be devastated, yeah. So I've kind of got myself to the point, and this is what I said to the kids as well, anything that you couldn't live without should come with us. But for me, I'm almost at the point where the only stuff I couldn't live without is my family Mm. and all the other stuff is just stuff. So that makes it really easy then when you're going through. And then there's certain things that I've gone, you know, even my clothes – when I'm packing them up and because you've got to list every item you're taking on an inventory down to how many pairs of undies, how many pairs of socks and the value of them and the brand oh. of them because you need everything, every item listed for customs for importing. Mm. And so I would look at every piece of item I own clothing-wise and I feel like I have a pretty small wardrobe anyway but I was like, do I love this enough to put it on the inventory? (laughs) Like, and it's such a good test because then there were a few things that I put aside and thought, nah, look, I won't take that. I'll keep that at home. And then, so I had this pile and I thought, you know what, if I can live without it for a few years, I can live without without it. it Forever. Yeah. So it was another nice kind of filter or, you know, measuring stick to work out what I really wanted to take with me. And our wardrobe here is huge but I know it won't be the same over there. So I was saying to my husband as well, we, if we're going to a much smaller wardrobe, we should only take the stuff we really love. Mm. And so we got rid of a whole lot more clothes to charity shops and even things. We went through our shed and some of the hobby items and sporting items, which were like, we haven't used enough to justify storing them. So we let them go. And then even things like we're selling both our cars It turned out that it was proving very difficult to take our dog. So um, we're even letting go of our dog. (laughs) Decluttering the dog. (laughs) Um, But we will get him back. And so he's gone to live with my mother-in-law in in Brisbane for a couple of years. And that was a big hurdle uh, Mm. for all of us. But Yeah, because he's really special. 
Yeah, and he's part of the family, and I was mm. I was sure that the kids would have a full meltdown about it, but they both of them understood that it would be better for him to yeah. not have the long haul flight. Like we did all the prep. He's been vaccinated against rabies, and we've done we've spent all the money to get <laughs> him ready to go. But in the end, with COVID, it's mm. really hard to get them on a flight, and you're looking at up to twenty grand one way just to get them there. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and we're like, we love our dog. But then the trauma of the flight for him, the cost, plus all the houses we're looking at, um, the area we want to live, they're mainly townhouses, so they're really tall and narrow. Uh, but they don't have yards yeah. either, not like we do here. And so he would have to be a full-time indoor dog. No, it just it seemed like too many negatives. And Ryan's mum said she would be happy to take him and we thought, yep. Yeah, that's good yeah. for everyone. She gets yeah. the company for and the companionship for a few years. He doesn't have to yeah. go through the flight and you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then the other things, like the things that kind of weigh on me day to day is just they're all tiny one percenters, but they add up. Like using up food in your freezer and your pantry, you know, mm. and normally I would start this process out a few months out, but because it was like such short notice, I've like given quite a lot of food away. Mm, I was just um, going to say that. Have you got to the point where you just decided to give it away Yeah, before and then it goes off or whatever? Mm. The other thing we did with only two weeks to go now, we've um, done an order online for like convenience meals that are in the freezer yep. because I was like breakfast and lunch is really easy. I'm happy with that. But dinners and keeping all the you know, spices and the condiments and yeah. the, there's so much to it that I was like, okay, dinners, we're just going to outsource. And because we've got lots of farewells as well, catching up with people here, there and everywhere, we're out quite a bit for dinner. And I thought, let's just fill the freezer with mm. convenience meals and the kids pick their own, Ryan picked his own. So we've all got our own shelf. <laughs> yeah. And then when we're home at dinner time then we've got something there and it's easy. So some of those little things, they're, they're only little, but they add up then, you know, giving all my indoor plants away, getting rid of like going through the shed, getting rid of any liquids, paints, any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, because you can't leave all of that stuff at a rental property. No. And you couldn't leave, I mean, I would, oh, it would really hurt me to get my rid of my plants. And I remember you talking about that another time is that, you know, you don't have that many plants because <laughs> you have to keep giving them away every time you move and um, that would devastate me I spend a lot of time with uh, on my plants and I would I think I have friends that I could give them to that I would trust with them for sure but oh yeah that would be really hard I had a friend over the other day and she said I, I'm happy to babysit them for you and you can get them back when you come come back and yeah. And I said, no, no, I wouldn't do that to you because the pressure then of keeping it alive um, would be huge. But she actually, I gave her a plant when we left here. Maddie was only six months old, so that's nine and a half years ago, and it's still alive in her bathroom. And she said, I'm still still keeping it for you. Um, So I would definitely give some to her because I know she loves plants as well. Yeah. But there's there's just – there's all these little bits and even – my to-do list this week is a lot of paperwork stuff. So making sure we've got anything really valuable with us. So 
birth certificates, marriage certificates, that kind of stuff, making sure our will is up to date and then uh, sorting out all the other stuff like insurances, car registration, licensing, like there's all the places you have to update um, addresses and stuff with. So it's there's lots and lots and lots of just tiny little things. Yeah. Do you have to get new license? Uh, do you have to get a driver's license over there? Yes, which will be quite hilarious. Because <laughs> uh, I, I apparently have to f- do the full test again. I don't. Whilst I don't, driving on the opposite side of the road. <laughs> yeah, on the opposite side of the car. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd pass my driver's test in Australia anymore if I did it, let alone <laughs> in my country. Well, if you studied for it, you would. That's the thing. You would. You just have to study for it. But yeah, the the driver. I remember going to America, and I think for the first two weeks Mick was the one who drove the hire car not me and I was the passenger and then I sort of said look why don't I have a drive like so you can have a break and he said okay and I found it so much easier than he did driving he had lots more false starts than me like he'd pull out into traffic and he'd look the wrong direction so like there'd be a car <laughs> right really ready to hit and I'd be like stop and he's looking in the wrong direction for the traffic and uh, even when we were as, as pedestrians once I pulled him back from being hit by a car because he stepped down onto the curb because he'd looked he'd looked right instead of left yeah for the cars coming and like I pulled him back and yeah (laughs) this car just about hit him and so but after being a passenger in the car for two weeks I'd gotten used to like the spatial awareness and and all that so once I started driving it was much easier so yeah maybe sit in the passenger seat for a force Ryan Ryan to take the responsibility for a while (laughs) I I have driven in the US once before yeah only for a couple of days but it was like driving Miss Daisy I was going so slow <laughs> my car my seat was pulled up so close to the windscreen and and did you keep hitting like every time you went to um change gears did you whack your arm on the side of the thing no, or was it automatic? an automatic oh there yeah. was no way I was driving a manual every time we went to either put the seatbelt like to put the seatbelt on you'd reach in the wrong direction and then every time I'd go to change gears I would try and do it with my left hand so I would just whack my hand really hard on the side of the door before I'd realise, oh, hang on, I've got to use my right hand to change the gears. And I was constantly like bang, bang, bang until I got the hang of it. Well, <laughs> I've got yeah, that so muscle memory. I just, I didn't have any kids in the car and I was like mm. no music on. I've never been so focused in my life. So I don't know how I'm going to go with kids and noise and yeah. whatever. Anyway. You'll uh, be fine. We'll deal with that at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been, it's definitely been harder this time, I think, with the kids' involvement. Also, I think because we're renting our house out, where previously, if you're in um, defence accommodation, you can kind of, the last six weeks, I'm really kind to myself and I barely do any cleaning because uh, you're they, paying a cleaner to come through anyway yeah. at the end. And I am paying a cleaner to come through in two weeks but because I've got open houses this week where people are coming through, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't have a dirty shower. And I was just talking to my auntie on the phone and she said, you know what? It's your expectations that are killing you, not theirs. <laughs> She's like, they're not coming to buy the house, they're coming to rent it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is my own expectations. So I've been, I've already this morning been out weeding the garden and we've had all the hedges trimmed and there's just, I don't know, there's just a lot. Yeah, it's all those little things that you don't think about when you're in your house taking it for granted <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that you know, 
someone else is looking at it and someone else is coming to live in it and yeah then you look at it I've done the same thing like I've I've looked at you know looked at houses before and we've walked into houses and I've looked in the shower or whatever and I've gone oh gross like that there's some mold coming through the grout or the grout is like crumbling and needs replacing whatever and then I go home and I look at my own shower I'm like oh gross like (laughs) there's mold on the silicon and there's you know just and you don't like you just don't look at it but when you're looking at it from like that perspective of I'm going to buy this or I'm going to live in someone else's mess, you notice it more, I think. So I, I can see exactly what you mean. I would be doing the same thing. I'd be like looking at it as though I were looking at buying a house and I'd be really fussy. I'm glad you said that because I just had a plumber around last week to replace all the silicon in the bathrooms and stuff. And he said, you know, this really doesn't need doing. It's fine. And I'm like, no, just do it. I just can't. I yeah. just can't deal with it. And the other thing is, because this is our home and we will come back to this, because it's like we just spent two grand getting our hedges trimmed, which is insane, (laughs) but it was the only people that I could get to come around because there's been so much rain this year. They're all flat out, yeah. Everyone is crazy busy. Yeah, I've got a friend who's got a gardening franchise run and, yeah, he's booked solid. Like it's just the the weather, there's been a lot of rain and a lot of sunshine and our gardens have just gone nuts. Yeah. Well, so I, he was like, they would be fine to leave for a rental. And I said, yes, I know, but my issue is I don't want to come back to a jungle. Yeah, because so the rental people aren't going to maintain it the same way yeah. you would. Yeah. So some of, the, some of the stuff is like preservation so that we come back and our house doesn't look completely trashed. So <laughs> there's bits of that. But really it's – I'm glad – I've kind of slid work – to the back burner. I've got a Mm. couple of clients left, um, which I'm just talking to in the evenings. And then most of my daytime stuff is just focusing on this. So that's made it easier because Ryan's still working and it means for the last four, five weeks, every day I get up and I check my list and I work on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's made it easier because it kind of, you've got time. If I was working full time during this, I would, I would be in the fetal position. I would have no voice. You'd be, Mm. you know, (laughs) you'd be talking to yourself. (laughs) You'd be just, yeah, rocking in in a corner somewhere. Yeah. But I think one of the things I'm really excited about, and and this is what's really nice about an international move or any move, is the opportunity to start fresh. So I am trying Mm. uh, a few different things when I get over there, which we can talk about at some point. We'll do a part two to this. But things like... I've really wanted to streamline some of my cleaning products and make my own and stuff like that, which Mm. is just a time thing. And I'm like, I'm going to start from scratch over there and start doing some of that stuff. I'm going to try and live a bit more minimalistic. So not, you know, I've taken half our stuff. So rather than top it up too much when I get there, I'm going to really experiment for a little while and see if we can live with less and cope, live with half our glassware and not buy more. So I'm, I've got a few, I've got a list in my diary of a few kind of experiments to try with this clean, you know, slate and a fresh start and see how they work because I think it's a it's a rare opportunity yeah. to look at the way you live and see if you could do things differently. So I'll let you know how yeah. I go with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that and that, so to update everybody, uh, Tara and I, just because she's moving to the US and not ditching the podcast, uh, we're going to keep going 
well, at least we're not letting that stop us from doing the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, something else might come up, but that's not stopping us. So we're going to keep doing the podcast and we just have to work out our timings and our recording times and all that kind of stuff. But really nothing much else is going to change because we already are, you know, a whole half a country apart anyway. So we may as well be half a world apart and it's not going to make a huge difference it's just the timing so one of we weren't going to be not going to be both recording when our houses are empty <laughs> so we might have trouble getting us both having empty houses at the same time to do our recording but we're going to keep going and what we're doing is Tara has been flat out madly uh, recording lots of interviews. So we have a whole lot of episodes that are interview-based, and I've got a couple as well, not as, nearly as many as Tara, but uh, a few interview-based ones. So over summer, when we're not going to have a chance to record because Tara will be quarantining and settling and flying and moving and all that kind of stuff and unpacking, uh, we're going to be um, still in your ears every week uh, with some special guests. Yeah, so I think we decided to call it our holiday series. It mm. was summer series, but then we figured that quite <laughs> a lot of you are actually in winter. Yes. So it'll so be a bit holiday Not very holiday inclusive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the holiday series. So we'll have a holiday series where it won't be at, um, might be, I was going to say Beck and I, it won't be Tara and I on at the same time, but it'll be one of us on every week with a guest talking about all sorts of fun topics and, and different things and and then we'll be settling back into the normal routine in 2021. And so in the meantime I guess if you want to catch up with us we'll still be popping in and out of our Facebook community so yep. come and say hi there and if you've got suggestions for, for what you want us to cover in uh, 2021 then absolutely put your put your yeah. ideas in there because we're happy to take some suggestions. Yeah. And so, Tara, I guess I've what I've taken from this discussion is, one, you need as much time as possible, two, outsource as much as possible, and three, have a really, really big fat list. Yep. <laughs> Live with your list. The list sleep, is... Sleep with it next to your bed. Yeah. <laughs> the list is God for a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I guess I will see you on the flip side um mm. hopefully with a much better voice yeah. <laughs> hopefully this doesn't stick around yeah so you will be definitely joining um everybody in your in the summer series which uh, won't be as live as we've been lately but it, you'll still be around and then yes with your different voice you'll be we'll be back again chatting to each other uh, again uh, in 2021 so enjoy the holiday series over the next couple of months Uh, with all our fabulous interviews, some really interesting stuff there. And we'll be back together with you in 2021. Stay safe and have a wonderful holiday season. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.